Welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. I'm Alan Weiss, and today, agendization, agendization, people with agendas, and those agendas drive them. There's a woman here who claims the fact that we had a female governor and have a female governor in her second term in Rhode Island, and that we had a female state senate president at the same time are, I quote, insufficient to offset 200 years of oppression. Thanks for the crumbs, unquote. That was a letter to the editor in the Providence Journal. Now, I'm not quite sure what she'd like done here, rather than rejoicing in the fact that we're making progress. Do we try to go back over 200 years and change history? Is there a time machine? Would we be no better than the Islamic radicals who blew up Buddhist statues because they wanted to try to erase another religion? I mean, what are we doing here? You can't go back and change history. We can learn from it. Does she think perhaps that every state legislator in the House and the Senate and the governor and lieutenant governor and the state cabinet officers should all be female? We should simply have a fiat that they're all female to help make up for those 200 years of not quite sure what she wants. California's on their way to doing that. You know, they're passing laws mandating a certain amount of women on every board, a certain amount of minorities on every board. It won't be long before they'll have a certain amount of disabled people and a certain amount of Asian or Hispanic people, and you can have no more than three white males at any one time. This independent woman who was outraged by this crumb of these people in significant, these women in significant positions after what she called 200 years of oppression, has never learned to drive. Now, in Rhode Island here, in the suburbs, you need to drive. She's from New York originally. I can understand not driving in New York, but she's been here for 30 years. So she has to depend on others to take her anyplace. She whined on the internet that she didn't have enough masks and she needed help because she can't drive and go out, right? So this inferior, this oppressing man, yours truly, went over and left her masks. And she never said thank you. The woman in Philadelphia interviewed the Wall Street Journal on November 7th. She said that once she went to Vassar and heard her radical professors there teaching her radical politics, she was able to understand how corrupt this country was and how its economic and social basis was wrong and evil and corrupt and how to be changed by any means. She promised that just because Biden has been elected, there would still be riots in the streets if she had anything to say about it. We have to cause some people to get hurt, she said, to compensate for hundreds of years of oppression. The country, you know, was founded on Judeo-Christian principles. I know it's it's de rigueur today, you know, it's fashionable, it's, it's politically correct to mock God, mock those who believe, but that's how we were founded. God is mentioned in every state constitution at least once. All 50 states, God is mentioned at least once and 200 times overall. And the other night in Joe Biden's very gracious and effective and emotional and powerful speech accepting the presidency, he mentioned God four or five times and recited a Christian hymn. I hope he is not impeached for it. Not only is God referenced four times in the Declaration of Independence, Leviticus 25.10 is inscribed on the Liberty Bell. The Liberty Bell was rung, of course, to signify freedom for the people of the United States And it was inscribed with God's words through Leviticus. One can make a case that our Constitution and the rights that 
it protects and it offers was based on a moral and religious country. Not strict religion, but a country with a moral code, a religious belief. Jefferson was probably more of a, de- a deist than he was a Christian. However, in this increasingly secular state where religion's on the decline and intellectuals scoff at religious people as other inferior, the Constitution might not hold up as well. Cancel culture, as we call it today, has no perspective for history, no perspective on history, no tolerance for history, and it wants us to forsake the guiding principles of the Republic because we haven't met all of them perfectly. Now, that's true. We haven't. But if the judgment is to be the comparison of our reality against perfection, rather than the comparison of our ideals and how far we've come in trying to meet them, then we're lost. Riots in the streets aren't going to solve a thing because they're not based on moral acts or rationality. They're simply based on some rationalization to take what's not yours as a way of getting even with history. Well, that independent woman who can't drive also can't think very well. An agenda isn't a thought process. It's a simple to-do list to please yourself. Good luck with that. That's the uncomfortable truth. (laughs) 